Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, challenging the smug, misinformed arrogance of the left. The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast on this Tuesday. I want to begin with something that I have addressed some months ago. And I basically said I was very much concerned that we're at a point in our history where we're in very dangerous times. I want to reiterate what I've said to you before about this, because I believe we are in dangerous times on many fronts, not just economically, our political situation, but also our global situation with the ongoing war with Ukraine, between Ukraine and Russia. One of the things that has grabbed my attention in the last 48 hours, some military movement on the part of the United States. Now, I'll talk more about what I'm thinking along these lines, and I'm very curious to know what you're thinking, but I'm very concerned, particularly now, just weeks before the election. Whether we're dealing with, uh, I'm just going to be very blunt here, Two old men with very different issues who could very easily plunge plunge the world into war. That's my concern. And it's kind of interesting because in one sense, this little, what might even be called a skirmish, when you think of this on a global scale... It has the potential to blow up into something much greater. And that's why I use the word skirmish, because this, as horrible as it is for the people of Ukraine, of course, it is a very small thing compared to what could happen if this thing gets out of control. I'm going to share some news about what is happening. I'll just mention as a preface to what's about to take place. Reporting from CBS about the fact the 101st Airborne Division of the U.S. Army was sent to Europe for the first time in almost 80 years amid rising tensions between Russia and the NATO military alliance led by the United States. You've heard of the Screaming Eagles. Trained to arrive on any battlefield in the world within hours. And prepared to engage in combat. Yes, there's that word. For that reason, as I've been thinking on this and praying on this, I thought it would be appropriate to have back our resident person of prayer, Joey Deese who uh, is going to join us now. Good morning, Joey. Hey, good morning, Vince. Yeah, I was shocked to hear that news as well, to see the 101st deployed. 
I basically, like I have in the past, I'm just turning you loose to uh, do what you do, recognizing the gravity of the situation we face here. Yeah, let's pray. Lord God, we come to you knowing that you are on the throne, you're in control, you're stronger than any power. Lord, you are, you're the one, and we turn to you, Lord. I just think of Psalm 56 when David was cornered, and uh, he had fear, and then he said, you know what, I'm going to put my trust in you. Uh, I'm not going to be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And Lord, at the end of that, how he just said this, and this is our prayer, it says, for you have saved my soul from death, indeed my feet from stumbling, so that I may walk before God in the light of the living. And God, we pray right now for for just wisdom. We pray that you set aside personal agendas and prideful agendas. God, we pray that this does not develop into anything further. And God, uh, Lord, we just pray right now that this stops. Lord, that, that, that cooler heads prevail, that wiser heads prevail, and this does not go any further. And Lord, we just got to remember these, these men and women deployed have families that are worried back home, um, they have loved ones that are worried back home, Lord. And I just pray right now that, uh, that you end this and that this stops. And we pray for a peace beyond all understanding to settle down uh, there in Ukraine and Russia and uh, with the United States. God, we trust in you, and we need you right now just to move in a miraculous, supernatural way, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Joey, so appreciate you as always for... Uh joining us and praying for the circumstance before us look forward to connecting with you again very soon thank you vance appreciate it i hope you understand you know lest anybody think this isn't some ploy this isn't some stunt i very seriously believe that we need prayer we really do in the sobering situation we find ourselves. A little bit more on the story that I mentioned to you about the 101st Airborne. Now it has to be understood here that we are putting ourselves closer to engagement and involvement. Whether it happens or not, I don't know. I really don't know what is in the works here. Now, CBS traveled with Brigadier General John Lubis, the division's deputy commander, and Colonel Edwin Mathadice, who's commander of the 2nd Brigade Combat Team. This is on the very edge of NATO territory, which is only about three miles from Romania's border with Ukraine. 4,700 soldiers from the 101st Airborne. They're based in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, deployed to reinforce NATO's eastern flank. The colonel stressed that the troops are the closest American forces to the fighting in Ukraine. They've been closely watching the Russian forces, building objectives to practice against, and conducting drills that replicate exactly what's going on in the war. Training at Romania's border with Ukraine, 144 miles away from Odessa port. It's eyeing to lock horns with Russia to save the Odessa port. 
Reportedly, the unit head has stated Russia's goal is to cut off all Ukrainian access to the sea, leaving the country and its military forces landlocked. That threat, so close to NATO territory in Romania, is why one of America's most elite air assault divisions has been sent in with some heavy equipment. Screaming Eagles commanders have stressed they're always ready to fight. They're in Romania to defend NATO territory. If the fighting escalates or there's any attack on NATO's territory, they're fully prepared to cross the border into Ukraine. E. The Center for European Policy Analysis noted in a statement a few weeks ago, NATO must fortify its position in the Black Sea. Otherwise, Russia may seize complete control of the area. We're going to take in a little bit more information on this, and I want to get your thoughts. How concerned are you about war? And honestly, how much does this connect with the timing of the election? Stay with us. Over on the text line, this texture says, I wonder the citizens of Russia are doing in opposition to this administration. Why is the United States always the first one to move? Hmm. Also this, I'm very concerned, despite what the media tells you, even France and Germany do not want any part of it. So we're basically alone. It's not just the fighting over there that concerns me. If we push hard enough, Russia can make it over here to our borders as well. People like Elon Musk, who are trying to negotiate peace, getting harassed by the FBI. That is from Jeff. Hmm. Quite intriguing. So we started off talking about the 101st Airborne. Their presence now. First time in 80 years. First time in 80 years. And the concern right now is Odessa Port. That seems to be one of the areas of concern, major areas of concern. Now, we told you one of the things that Russia may be eyeing is a plan to cut off Ukraine completely, leaving the country landlocked. And in turn, potentially posing a threat to NATO. Which is why we are there, allegedly. I mentioned the Center for European Policy Analysis. Putting out a statement a few weeks ago, NATO must fortify its position in the Black Sea, otherwise Russia may may seize complete control of the area. It appears Biden and his representatives have taken it too literally, are now aggravating the situation in Odessa, which has not been taken over by Russia yet. The Russia launched a massive missile attack on Ukraine, severely damaging Odessa's vital electrical infrastructure. Following that, the UK started using surveillance planes to patrol the Black Sea. In retaliation, Russian Su-27 jets quickly launched. One of them even fired a missile at the 
RAF spy plane. Do you see the pattern here, the direction this is going? Russian forces have been attempting to advance the Kherson region along the Black Sea for more than seven months. They want to seize port cities in Ukraine. And it looks like the United States may be edging closer to involvement. Here's one of the concerns that has been expressed. The possibility Biden may be inciting Russia to strike Odessa for personal political gain. Just weeks before the election. And as you might expect, this could be very, very dangerous. Nothing to play with, ladies and gentlemen. And we have other related stories on this entire situation. The U.S. continues its warnings to Moscow against any nuclear use. Russian forces are preparing to work in radioactive contamination. And Ukrainians are very, very adamant. They will continue to resist. There's no backing down for them. This is their country, and they're not going to let it go. It's very simple. Reuters reporting the U.S. warning just yesterday again about severe consequences if Russia used a nuclear weapon in Ukraine. Russia took its claim that Kyiv was planning to deploy a dirty bomb to the United Nations. Some are speculating that this is a false flag attack that's under preparation. In other words, something Russia might do and blame Ukraine as a pretext to escalate this. The foreign ministers of France, Britain, and the United States rejected the allegations as transparently false, reaffirmed their support for Ukraine in a joint statement. The world would see through any attempt to use this allegation as a pretext for escalation. Later, the U.S. issuing a warning to Moscow. We've been very clear about the severe consequences that will result from nuclear use. There would be consequences for Russia, whether it uses a dirty bomb or a nuclear bomb. Russia saying it has no intention of using a nuclear weapon itself, sending a letter on its claims about Kiev to the U.N. Monday, and they're going to take up the issue with the Security Council at a meeting today. We'll regard the use of the dirty bomb by the Kiev re- regime as an act of nuclear terrorism. This already sounds rather disturbing, doesn't it? So, I'm serious when I encourage you to pray seriously about this situation. Daily Beast also has an interesting story about the environment in Russia. Saying the cracks in Vladimir Putin's war machine appear to be growing. Two of his biggest allies in the senseless slaughter of Ukrainians blast the country's weak military. Chechen leader... Ramzan Kadyrov went public with his complaints. 
where he said he was very, very unhappy with the current state of the war. Earlier, we used to say that we were conducting a special military operation on the territory of Ukraine, but the war is already happening on our territory. This was in a 13-minute audio recording referring to shelling in Russia's Belgorod region that local authorities blamed on Ukraine over the weekend. We've already declared martial law on the territories bordering Ukraine, but the Ukrainians are not shy. They shoot! (laughs) Duh! We, in response, are answering weekly, calling for the Russian military to wipe out cities any time a shell flies toward Russian territory. We'll talk more about this, and believe it or not, we do have some good news as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. A mixed bag of perspectives over on the text line. Beginning with this, Vince, you're totally overblowing the situation. 101st conducting joint military exercises. We conduct such exercises with South Korea to serve as a deterrent to North Korea. Military exercises are a show of force and unity to signal Russia. Doesn't mean we're on the edge of war. So stop spreading panic, which is not what I'm doing at all. I'm raising concern. I do think it's a big deal that we're putting <laughs> putting the 101st Airborne in a place of deployment for the first time in 80 years. That is a big deal. And North Korea is one thing. But miles away from a hot war is another thing entirely. I'm just giving all of us a heads up. That's all. Biden learned the incite method from FDR, the way FDR pushed Japan till they attacked us at Pearl Harbor. Hmm. Another Democrat getting us into a useless war again. All retired veterans like me, three wars, have hip pocket orders to be recalled if necessary. Young men aren't joining. And the ones that do are woke, like the current leadership. I won't go if I'm recalled. America's done saving the world. Hmm. Vince, the idea Biden wants to unilaterally gin up war in order to help Democrats in the midterms is absurd. Where do you get this stuff? Putin would love nothing more than to have people in the U.S. media create war hysteria. Putin closely monitors the mood of the American people. He wants to back us down with nuclear saber rattling. Putin knows if he uses nukes, he would be taken out by the upper power players of Russia's Communist Party. As I said, a mixed bag of perspectives on the text line. The last story I was telling you about on this subject, two of the biggest war hawks are turning on Vladimir Putin. They are disappointed by how this is going. And would like to see this thing stepped up somehow. So it would be kind of interesting to see not only what happens outside. In terms of what happens with the war. But what continues to develop. 
back in Russia. That will be intriguing to watch. I promise you a positive story, and here it is. In fact, we had a texter. I'm I'm going to read that text because <laughs> I uh, want to make sure this person gets attention in what is shared here. If I can find it, for some reason it has disappeared. But it was someone basically, there it is. Wow, panic porn from the start. Can you not find some positive news sometime? What do you do all weekend? (laughs) Oh my goodness, really? All right, here's a positive story for you. In California, no less. California court rules in favor of Christian Baker, who refused to bake cake for lesbian wedding. A California court. This is a big deal. Folks, this isn't the deep, deep south, so-called Bible Belt. California court ruled in favor of Christian Baker after a years-long battle after she refused to bake a custom cake for a lesbian wedding in 2017, citing her religious beliefs. Let me, parenthetically, tell you what I've expressed about this. In terms of providing general services to all people, I'm all for it. And I do not favor discrimination of accommodations. However, when you're talking about something where... You're asking me to be personally involved in what you're doing by doing something. Per, it's, it, for instance, selling a generic cake is one thing. To ask a Christian baker to prepare a cake with two men on it or two women on it is absurd. Do you see the distinction? Selling a generic product, that's one thing. Creating something where that person is essentially somehow endorsing or embracing what you're doing when they have strong objections to it, that is a violation. Thomas More Society Special Counsel said, We applaud the court for this decision. The freedom to practice one's religion is enshrined in the First Amendment, and the United States Supreme Court has long upheld this freedom of artistic expression. Kathy Miller's her name. She's a cake designer, owns the popular Tasteries Bakery in Bakersfield, California, winning what her lawyers at the Thomas More Society called a First Amendment victory. When Judge Eric Bradshaw, the Superior Court of California, in Kim County, ruled against California's Department of Fair Housing and Employment, which brought the lawsuit against her. More wonderful government attempting to intrude on someone's rights. Miller, subject to multiple lawsuits after she referred a lesbian couple to another baker when they requested a cake for their wedding. See, this is the other thing. There's no malice here. She doesn't have hatred. There's no homophobia or any, any of that stupid stuff here. She just has a personal objection. Not only that, saying, I can't do this. Guess what? Here, I know somebody who would be perfect for you to go to. See, I think that's wonderful. Because of her Christian belief that marriage is between one man and one woman, Miller declined to design a custom cake for their ceremony. See the distinction here? That's one that I've made here. A generic cake? 
You know, if I'm her, I'll sell you anything. You want me to prepare, design something special for your wedding? No, can't do that. She said that would be tantamount to a tacit affirmation. And she's right. I love what she said here. Here at Tastries, we love everyone. My husband and I are Christians. We know God created everyone. He created everyone equal. So it's not that we don't like people of certain groups. There are just certain things that violate my conscience. California's Department of Fair Housing and Employment subsequently filed legal action against Miller's business under the UNRWA Civil Rights Act, an expansive 1959 state law aimed at protecting consumers from discrimination by businesses on the basis of race, ethnicity, or religion. There's irony in this case. The law was intended to protect individuals from religious discrimination, which used to discriminate against Kathy for her religious beliefs. <laughs> and so this amounts to nothing more than harassment. Harassment. Love to get your thoughts on this. And there's your good news item. A have real victory here for free speech and freedom of religion. Stay with us. Over on the text line, how many Christian Baker cases have there been? It's difficult to keep up with. You know, it is hard to track this. I also want to interject here. Let's be honest. Many of these cases are just provocations. You know, if I were to put myself in this situation, I'm involved in a situation with a person I want to bake a cake for me. And they have this kind of objection. And I'm focused on a wedding. I want to find someone who really has their heart in doing this for me. That's what I'm thinking. And if there's some sense of hesitancy for whatever reason, I'm going to go to somebody else. It's really this simple. But I think you know this. This is about politics. This is not even about, I was denied a service. No, it's not about being denied a service. Because I think in many cases, these are deliberate provocations to create cases to ultimately compel people to do things against their will. That's what this is about. Sir, as a small business owner, if I do not want to do a job, I don't do it. I don't get sued either. Unlike Bill Clinton, my customers understand no means no. <laughs> that is a pretty clever line. Vince, I agree with you. Sending troops close to an active war zone with a nuclear power is very serious. Vote wisely, people. Amen to that. This texter is right on the money. I bet a woke bakery wouldn't bake a cake for Trump 2024. Yep. Same kind of thing here. This against your convictions? If I were that person... In fact, if that's my cause, 
I don't want you baking a cake for me if that's not where your heart is. A personalized, you know, it's one thing to do generic, but a personalized, you know, that's another thing altogether. <laughs> this texture <laughs> says something interesting. If someone doesn't want to cook for me, I don't want to force them. They might spit in my food. Uh, hello? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this scenario shouldn't be any different than if the baker didn't have availability in their schedule at that point in time. They're not disparaging you from getting what you need elsewhere. They simply cannot add something additional to their offering. No difference if this isn't one of the products they're offering. They aren't disparaging you. Just that they can't fulfill the order. You've hit something on the head as well. Really important. And too many people take this stuff very personally. Everything is personal. It's not everything is not about you. There are other people you have to consider. This texture says, funny how none of the LGBTQ activists are suing Muslim bakers. Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to read this to make sure this is something that can be shared. Vince, you're right. It's not about the service. It's about hate the gay people, hate Jews, hate the Mexicans. Hate Republicans. Republicans are the people of hate. Yeah. This is the theme, isn't it? This, unfortunately, is where people go. 60 years ago, black people weren't allowed at white hotels. You're overconfident in the certainty of your own rights, Vince. The people you defend would just as soon toss you on the garbage heap, too. I don't believe that for one moment. I don't think there are many people who are like that at all. And I think, unfortunately, there are too many people in this country who make money and attain power by scaring people into believing that there are that many people. There really aren't. So, no, I'm not concerned about that. My rights are not fragile, nor are yours. This is ultimately not about defending people. This is about defending values, defending constitutional values. Because if we don't trust those, what we're going to end up with is mob rule. I don't want to be ruled by a bunch of aggrieved people who are angry and bitter and are going to take their vengeance and anger out by making people do what they don't want to do, violate their rights, violate their freedom, violate their consciences. That's what I don't trust. This is why I don't believe in democracy. We have a republic for a reason. We have a Bill of Rights for a reason. Because people are fickle. And they can change on a dime. You have any doubt about that? Look at the story of Jesus. One minute celebrating. Oh, look at this wonderful guy. The next, crucify him. They're doing that to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. They're not going to hesitate to do that to you or me. Come on, people.
Still to come on the broadcast, we have Transformation Tuesday, and we'll get into some political news, including violence. Yes, violence against a campaign official. I'm telling you, folks, and I've said it before, some people take this stuff way too seriously. And it's probably not the end of these kinds of events. That much more as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. From the heart of the Carolinas, aiming the cannon of truth at strongholds of stupidity. Who, who are black people supposed to call? Ghostbusters? So we need to stop that beef on or impoverish the cops crap. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Hour number two of our broadcast and some text left over from our previous conversation. We were discussing accommodations and the issue of free speech, freedom of religion, in terms of the baker who has won a case in California. This is a woman who did not want to provide a cake, a customized cake. That's the key word there, customized for a lesbian wedding. On the text line, Vince, you hit the nail on the head. It's not about them. These people are pure selfish. Yeah. This texter saying it's not constitutional values. It's moral values. Vince, you have to come to reality. They don't like you because you're black. They tolerate you because you're the black face in the Republican Party. Uh Uh-huh. Unfortunately, you're not the voice of black America. (laughs) They tolerate you. See, here's one of the things you have to understand, and I want to make this very clear. clear. I don't give a rat's ass all of this stuff that's offered in terms of perspective and suggestions about what people are thinking and whatever. I don't live my life based on that. And I do not make judgments about people I do not know. I don't. How can you make a statement like this? Well, they just like you because you're the black face in the Republican Party. You're saying what they want you to say. I say what I want to say. These are values I've had that have nothing to do with white people. I mean, this is just, this is what's really sad to me is this racial polarization has gotten worse. Racializing absolutely everything, just like politicizing everything. And I reject all of it, because I don't live my life that way. I don't go around looking to be offended by people. And I'm looking to be suspicious of, ooh, that person over there thinks, oh, they're thinking about me being black. Oh, they're going to lock their car doors. Ooh, that woman's going to grab her purse. I don't go around aware of what I think people are thinking. I have too much going on in my own life to think about, my own life, to be worried about what somebody else may be thinking. And the truth of the matter is, I really believe the people who think that people are this racially conscious 24-7 and thinking hostile thoughts about other people Throw them all into a phone booth. There are not that many. And we're giving this kind of mindset much more power than it deserves. That's just me. 
This texture says the woke are the new Pharisees. The woke would kill Jesus. Yes, they would. <laughs> Vince, racism lives in the minds of the racist. They push the narrative instead of believing. I believe in God's words. Love thy neighbor. Walk with a big guy. Trust he'll carry you <laughs> when you need a lift. Or you can call Uber. Never know the big guy may be helping out. <laughs> Too funny. Politics very serious, but if you're bringing... Is this bringing a bat to a debate? You probably can't defend your position or on the wrong side. I'm not quite sure what the meaning was there, bringing a bat. Okay. Vince, a pastor one time told us we can transform world politics from our prayer room. A little tidbit for Transformation Tuesday. Even now, we have to wonder how sick God might be of how ugly this world has gotten. He may be close to making his move. Stay prayed up, Jeff. We can only hope and pray that he's going to interrupt this very, very soon. This texture in the upstate, Vince, I'm conservative. I only care about who you are, not what you look like. And I think this texture represents the majority of genuine conservatives. Sure, there's some other nutcase people out there who call themselves conservative. I'm not worried about them. <laughs> Vince, I love your show. That person is a racist. I'm a white woman who agrees with almost everything you say. Keep up the good work. Kathy, that only affirms what this texture. <laughs> uh, I absolutely appreciate you. Thank you for your text. I'm white. I met Vince once. Tell that texture. Not only is Vince very smart, nice, and likable. He's also very welcome in the Republican Party on his own merits. Hmm. Really interesting. I love this texter who is speaking back. What do you think the Democrat Party does with black people? They use us. They are the original party of the Klan for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, this is so good. And last but not least, Vince, I don't have to see you to like you. All right. Glad to hear that. By the way, I thought of a new segment for this broadcast that I'm probably going to debut on Monday. I'm just going to preview that by saying, stay tuned. And then we'll see if you like it or not. It's, another, it's an important part of an important dimension of me that I want to share. And I'll just leave it there. But, Lord willing, Monday. Let's get to Transformation Tuesday. Do we even have time? I hope so. I can't believe how quickly this segment has zipped by before we get into some political things. I think we do have time. Another Steve Crosby post. When someone realizes they have been brainwashed, not taught sound doctrine or propagandized, not taught church history, and that person has been guilty of doing the same to others, an existential crisis occurs. That person can break 
in gut-wrenching humility at the foot of the cross, or double down on what they've always believed, the cost of a changed mind, repentance being too high, too much to lose relationally, socially, economically, reputation, intellectually, and emotionally, I found myself honestly facing myself to be a shattering experience of death and resurrection. Repentance is a great theory, a great sermon series, a great talking point until the price tag is everything in which you have invested your life in ill-informed certitude from which you have illicitly taken your sense of personhood and identity is exposed and has to go. You've got to fall on the rock. Jesus in his person. My mastery of Bible stuff is sand. It needs to be washed into the sea daily. This is kind of deep, isn't it? What he's talking about is sometimes our perspectives. Again, remember I've said this before about how our perspectives, we, we hold closely to the truth, embracing the truth, but we also hold very loosely onto our perspective. And when we find our perspective is wrong, are we ready and willing to repent and change? Or will business, reputation, keep us in a place of error forever because we simply don't want to repent? Wow, this is a lot to think on. Stay with us. Back of the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Let's quickly go out to Ron out of Spartanburg. Good morning. Welcome. Morning, Ben. <laughs> uh, did you hear me? I've got you. I just want to tell you, I love, you know, Terry, I love listening to your show, and I love listening to your perspective on life. Okay? And, uh, you know, the... Last segment when you you talked about you know how how you you know approach people and different things like that. But one thing I want to say, and and I know I know for a fact that just the way you live your life, uh, you do not let other people control your emotions. Am I right? That's true. Because. Our emotions belong to us personally, but there are other people that they love to get you going by saying, you know, to try to get you, you know, to confront them. And like if I'm have this is the way I live my life, you know, do one to others as you have them do one to you. And if somebody confronts me and I'm having a good day, I'm not going to let you steal my blessing. This is a beautiful day. <laughs> you know, if you're angry. And you talk to me or in, in an offensive way, I'm like, hey, you have a good day. And I walk away, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But another thing that I have to say, you know, uh, kind of like what you said, you know, I remember Michael Jackson singing the song, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. <laughs> mm, yep. I think a lot of people ought to take take. Take a few minutes, only take a few minutes, and look at yourself in the mirror and, you know, talk to yourself. Yep. And then one other thing that really offends me, you know, I'm 72 years old. I was in the military and stuff, and uh, 
You know, I do not like to hear, say, black, you know, black people and white people. Okay? That bothers me. And the reason why I say that is because uh, I, I, I saw a guy at the uh, convenience store, and he had a, a sweatshirt on, you know, BLM and stuff like that. And I walked out of the store, got in my truck, and he walked out, and I walked up to him. And I said, hey, how you doing today? And had a conversation with him. He kind of looked at me strange, and I said, you know, it's a great day. And I said, don't get, I hope I don't offend you, or, you know, don't don't get mad at me. But I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I believe that all lives matter. And, you know, and uh, number one, you're not a black man. I said, I got a pair of blue jeans on, and they're black. You're not black. And I got a pair of tennis shoes on, and they're white. And I'm not white. And it was in the summertime, and uh, I said, <laughs> brother, you know, you have a great day. Only thing I got to say is, you just got a better tan than I do. <laughs> How did he react to that? He, he smiled. <laughs> That's good. Good. He said, he said, wow. I said, hey, God bless you. You have a great day. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That's all I got to say, man. <laughs> hey, why well, I appreciate you calling. It's good to hear from you, Ron, and and hear your your uh, gems of wisdom out of Spartanburg this morning. There are a lot of people, you know, and for so much of this, and and, and I especially love his point about looking at the man in the mirror. So important because this is a lot of what's lacking now: self awareness. We're very aware of other people and we pretend to know other people's hearts you know it's one thing when you're talking about engaging an individual and i make this very important distinction when somebody opens their mouth the bible says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks i learn a lot about you based on what you say what you say about who you are it's one thing for me to make a determination discern who you are based on who you are and what you've said it's another thing for me to generalize a whole group of people that I do not know that especially is what grieves me and what we need to stop stop grouping people throwing people into groups for one interesting and consistent those who pretend to aim for a colorblind society are always the same folks who use race and color in every reference Hmm, interesting text here. At 74, retired military, four combat tours. I thought I heard it all until now. I listen to you for your honest reporting and admire your Christian values. The color of your skin never even entered my mind. I'm appalled at some people. God bless. Keep doing what you're doing, being the man that we respect. Thank you. Vince, you're black. (laughs) Just kidding. Would love to eat lunch with you one day. I'm an old white guy who listens to your show almost every day. Please keep up the good work. That's Carl out of Malden. Appreciate your call, your text. Talking over much, over much about race is itself racist. Stop it! 
Let's talk about BLM t-shirts I saw in the tiny town of Liberty, South Carolina, a young 20-something, 20-something-year-old black man with an All Lives Matter t-shirt. So there's still hope. (laughs) Kind of intriguing, some of the perspectives here. Gigi says, Vince, I like your last caller. We are what we are. I believe we all have the same blood. Thank you, God. And we love you. Well, thank you, Gigi. So appreciate that. I very quickly want to get to a couple of stories here on politics. You know, we've talked before about the very poisonous atmosphere out there politically. GOP Senator Marco Rubio's staffer injured after violent attack for wearing a DeSantis hat and a Rubio shirt. Marco Rubio saying one of his campaign canvassers suffered serious injuries. Attack while knocking on doors for him. Last night, one of our canvassers wearing my t-shirt and a DeSantis hat brutally attacked by four animals who told him Republicans weren't allowed in their neighborhood in Hylia, Florida. He suffered internal bleeding, a broken jaw, will need facial reconstructive surgery. My goodness. The tweet also included images of the canvasser on a stretcher, where he appeared to have very serious injuries covered in blood. This is crazy, folks. One of the top tweets in response to Rubio's post came from a self-described Democrat. I'm so sorry this happened. I'm a Democrat. But we should never voice our opposition with violence. Meanwhile, others defended Democrats, saying they were not the party of violence. Just just behave yourselves. That's what it comes down to. Let's debate our ideas and let them win on their merits or lack thereof. Violence. Just crazy. Stay with us. Jeff says, Vince, I don't care what your race is. I would welcome you into my circle of free thinkers and very choosy of who I allow into that small circle. Even when I don't agree with you, you bring an intelligent and structured discussion to the table. Well, that's very kind of you to say. We uh, talked about the story of violence, and I think it's also important to discuss narratives that we're likely to see going up to and probably after the election. Now, one of the things I warned you about is what we're already hearing out of the Biden administration, basically preparing us for a Democrat loss of at least the House. So now what they're trying to do is position this and set Republicans up for the blame on the economy. This is one of the things they're going to try to pull. And despite all of the use of this phrase, the big lie, to refer to the 2020 election, we already have belly aching about election problems without challenge from the mainstream news media. And I say without challenge because they love 
to correct in the stories any reference to voter fraud 2020 but they let this woman just ramble on and on and on now we played a clip for you the other day of all the times in so many words she was saying that she didn't really lose that she got robbed of the election last time she ran for office this woman is full of hot air and that's being very kind so what are we talking about here we are talking about a woman who lost and yet she has been lionized by the mainstream news media I'm talking about Stacey Abrams she's running for governor and you know it's also interesting when you think about the narratives that have been promoted about Georgia's election reforms you remember how you heard about how this was going to suppress the black vote and yada 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 we had corporations taking action against them who was it that moved a game away was it a playoff series or something like that it's 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 just silly and now here we are again ladies and gentlemen Stacey Abrams flapping her gums about voter suppression and yet we have another record-breaking week of early voter turnout in Georgia record shattering records for Democrats among communities of color and in the same election this was 2018 85,000 Georgians were denied their right to vote due to voter suppression tactics that shut down their precincts. We know 50,000 voters had their right to vote held hostage by the exact match process, which was proven to be voter suppression tactics. We know thousands of people stood in lines for hours because of voter suppression tactics. The Hill also reporting, in 2018, thousands of infrequent voters had their ballots purged in Georgia. Others, mainly voters of color, had their registration put on hold due to the exact match law, which puts someone's voting status on hold if the information they put on their registration form doesn't exactly match their driver's license or Social Security records. It's all about verification, folks. Just weeks after Abrams narrowly lost the governor's race to Republican Brian Kemp in 2018, she filed a lawsuit accusing then-Secretary of State Kemp of using his power to suppress votes. Kemp vehemently denied the accusations. In September, a federal judge ruled the state did not violate the constitutional right of voters. This is what you need to underscore. A judge, federal judge... And I'm telling you, folks, if you're going to accept the court's verdict and decision about 2020, you need to do the same thing here. And all of these silly accusations out of Stacey Abrams. Since announcing she would once again, once again challenge Kemp, she's placed a heavy focus on voting rights concerns. It's the whole reason this woman exists. This is her whole campaign. We proved in 18, it remains true, turnout does not dispel voter suppression. Suppression's about barriers to access. The antidote to suppression is overwhelming the polls with your presence. That's exactly what voters did in 2018. What they continue to do in 2020, 21, what we're seeing in 2022. 
but it's wrong to suggest that there is a correlation between voter turnout and voter suppression because suppression is about barriers. See, you know what this woman is doing? She is basically setting herself up for eternal recognition. That's what she's doing. She's always going to be a, an expert on voter suppression and discrimination. This is why people love the phrase, are you ready for it? Systemic racism. Because once you make that declaration, who is going to be able to declare that it's gone? This is dangerous. Because the people who have an interest in this issue, this so-called cause, are the people who always want it to be an issue. Because otherwise, what is this woman going to do? What contribution has she ever made to anything? But already she's setting up the argument. So now if she loses, well, it's because of voter suppression. And she will continue to be lionized by the media. I'm calling out the media now. If you're going to be just about this, you need to treat her the same way you do Donald Trump. You need to remind people of this court case and the ruling by the judge that nobody's constitutional rights were violated. But of course they're not going to do that. Because they're in bed with her. It's really that simple. The cause. It's all about the cause, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm just giving you a heads up. Be prepared. They're going to continue to beat this drum when she gets her clock cleaned again. That's what she's going to complain about. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.